Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak, because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, when I preach the gospel, there is no reason to boast, for an obligation has been imposed on me, and woe to me if I do not preach it. These words are taken from our second reading from St. Paul to the Corinthians, which we just heard, and they certainly grabbed my attention as I prepared my homily. But don't worry, I'm not going to give a 30-minute homily. We are now in year B of the liturgical cycle, which means we'll be hearing from mainly from the Gospel of Mark over the coming months. Mark's Gospel is thought to be the first written by current biblical scholars and is the shortest and is very lively and very easy to read and approach. The message that the kingdom of God has broken into our lives as good news through Jesus Christ is emphasized. As we've heard over the past couple of weeks, the proclamation that Jesus is the Son of God is made clear. And in today's reading, we begin to see how Jesus manifests that power evermore. And he's confusing to those around him. They're not sure. Yet the demons certainly know who he is. Jesus Christ's earthly ministry will culminate in the Paschal mystery, as we know, through his suffering, death, and resurrection. More than the other synoptic Gospels of Matthew and Luke, Mark's Gospel spells out Jesus' ministry, as I said, in a very clear and lively manner. Mark's Gospel opens with these words, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and so Mark begins by calling Jesus the Son of God and reaffirms the title twice when he relates first a voice from heaven 
that calls Jesus my son. Now the term son of God is used in the Old Testament. We find it, we find it in Exodus, where the nation of Israel is called God's sons. Solomon is also called the son of God. And all kings of Israel are called sons of God. Well, in the New Testament, Jesus and that title take a new turn. Jesus certainly has a special relationship with God, but it's God the Father. And so it alludes to the Trinity. In last Sunday's Gospel, we heard that Jesus entered a synagogue in the town of Capernaum. Capernaum, as we know, is a small fishing village at the time of Jesus with a population of about 1,000 to 1,500 people. We also understand from Scripture that Jesus was really not welcome in his home of Nazareth, and so that's when he went to Capernaum, which was also a mixed bag of reception. Many of the apostles called Capernaum their hometown, including Matthew. When the crowd gathered around him, he exercised the demon, and the demon explained, what is this, a new teacher teaching with authority? So while the crowd may have been puzzled as to who he was, the demon certainly was not. The story of our gospel continues today as we heard Jesus cured many, exercised many demons. But take note, he didn't say all. So it leaves us puzzled a little bit and wondering. What is at play here? Was his ministry simply to cure physical ailments or was there more to it? Was there a lack of faith on the part of those that were not cured? Or is there a difference between curing and healing? Healing just may be thought to be beyond a reconciliation between ourselves and God. If a doctor treats a patient for this or that malady, but the patient goes back to a lifestyle that contributed to that illness and becomes sick again, they are merely being treated cured temporarily and thus not fully healed. We must take action in our lives to have faith, to change our life towards God's light so that the healing may be holistic. The city of Capernaum is a sort of metaphor and I'll explain why. It represents many of us who have been exposed to the gospel we may enjoy going to church and ourselves, consider ourselves Christians by association. The familiarity with Jesus and his word gives us a false sense of assurance that they are right with God when in reality Jesus will one day say to those that don't fully embrace what it truly means to be Christian, away with me, away from me, you evildoers, I never knew you. The people of Capernaum heard and saw what Jesus did and said, yet they refused to believe. They refused to believe. We can speculate as to why. Would believing cost them too much? Is too much being asked to be a follower of Christ? Would it disrupt their comfortable religious life? Would it challenge them to repent fully of their sin, pride, love, loving the unlovely, and giving up all to follow. Capernaum has had a greater opportunity than most cities at Jesus' time 
to hear and believe in him. And the residents would be held to a higher standard because of this. For those given much, much is expected, that, that notion. Likewise, we will be judged according to the light we've been given. So it's a great responsibility and a sobering thought. If God did not spare Capernaum due to their lack of faith, he will not spare those today who have heard the message but not have not acted. Because after healing and encountering Christ, we have to act. We have to go and serve Christ each and every day and serve our neighbors. That's our response. That's what we're called to do in this gospel. So clearly, today's gospel declares that Jesus is the Son of God and demonstrates that through the power of his, his ministry as it begins. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Amen.